Welcome to another okay. episode of I Know I Know a podcast. We're, you're fine. Happening um, right where we talk about things so we're Beatles. And today I'm joined by two pretty fab fellow podcasters. One of them hails from New York and one of them is hailing from uh, Los Angeles, California. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so first of all, We've got a reappearing guest, Erica White. Erica, welcome back. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. And we've got your um, co-host, who is, a, well, you're obsessed with Lawrence, but she I, is, I do have a problem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Allison's more of a Brian Epstein type, which... Uh, yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so welcome, Allison. We're happy to have you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, thank you. Now, we do have to just talk about the passing of Mike Nesmith, which was mm. so sad and heart-wrenching. so sudden. Like, yeah. I was literally reading the news, and somebody sent me an article, and I was, and I thought it was fake, like, because it was, like, from one of those, like, fake kind of websites, and mm. I was like, oh my gosh, no. And it was just so shocking it was it was i know he'd been ill but the fact that he what was it like three four weeks ago was at the greek and doing his final show like just to know that somebody was so full of life just so recently it's just awful you were there right allison you were at the greek i was there yeah yeah i was there and uh you know it's funny I've seen a few shows. I don't know, Erica. I think did you? You didn't see a show on this tour, correct? No, I'm so sad. Not this one. No. Hudson, did you go see them? No, I didn't. But of course, nope. they played in Burlington, like oh, which was really not smart of me to miss that. It's okay. Um, I was just going to say, you know, I saw about three shows. Three shows, I think, on this tour, um, and you know in the beginning it was there's a lot of speculation you know is he how far is he gonna go like is he because he his health wasn't great you know kind of like everybody during the pandemic he'd sort of been sort of like sitting around and not really exercising his vocal cords or exercising at all and um so it was sort of like okay we'll see how how he does and so the first show i saw was in riverside about a week or so after they started the tour um in the pacific northwest and he was sort of sitting the whole time and he was, he seemed to be enjoying himself. Um, but he was sort of, you know, just like sitting there, whatever, with a cane. And then I saw him in Memphis a few weeks later and he still had the cane, but he stood a lot more. And by the time they got to the Greek, he stood the whole time. And, you know, that was kind of like the trajectory we were seeing online to photos of him just like standing and expressing himself and like, having a blast and that was the report that I got you know from the tour and 
from, you know, people around him was that he really, really enjoyed himself sincerely, uh, you know, on the tour. So when, you know, I saw him at the Greek um, and thankfully I was with a friend of mine and we got to move down to the pit for the second half um, and we were on Mike's side and, uh, you know, I remember as everybody was sort of packing up after the show, Mike was sort of shuffling off the stage kind of, you know, slowly and I just, I, I just watched him, you know, for as long as I could. Cause I sort of thought, I'm like, what if this is it? You know, what if I never, ever see him again? And sure as shit, <laughs> you mm, know, yeah. it's like, but I, I'm glad that I, 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 you know, I just feel really, really like humbly blessed literally to say that I got to see him, you know, a month ago today was that show at the Greek. Um, oh yeah, so I, you know, I, I never ever got, thought I could see Nez ever when I was a kid. He was sort of reclusive, you know, and we didn't know where he was or what he was doing. We just thought he was some like secret genius, hot, like hidden away somewhere solving world problems. But, <laughs> you know, so I think I, I'm, I'm very grateful that he toured as much as he did in the last 10 years. Um, and, you know, that I certainly got to see him as much as I could. And he, you know, but he definitely, uh, it's, 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 it's a real tragedy. It's a real loss. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard to process it. I think this is a big one for a lot of people. Yeah, it really Listen, is. Um, Charlie Watts, I think were pretty big. Charlie yeah. was, Charlie was pretty, pretty big too. Yeah. Two yeah, heavy definitely. hitters this year. And, um, same in the Beatle world with Lizzie Bravo. I think that was, yeah, that was, big. that was very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you have her on your show? No, Barely? but we were. No, you didn't. Okay. Um, but we had corresponded like two days before. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was a shock. But on a brighter note, another book came out. Um, Susan, David, and Richard's. Uh, oh, it's out. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, this is a press copy, but um, they're uh, Fab Four Cities. It's a great read. Get them on your show. Susan mm-hmm. is. Yeah, Susan, if you're listening, you promised me a press copy. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> well, I want one too then because everybody's getting them. So <laughs> I'll hook you up. Don't worry. Um, yes. But yes. But then Susan was kind enough to send me a nice book plate. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Susan, go if you're ever in New York and I need to do this take one of her walking tours because have you taken one Erica I haven't you know when you live in New York for as long as I do you just never think to do any of those touristy things right I I did walk by the Dakota today though I do walk there quite a bit oh wow is that where you take we're taking the dog um no I was just getting the subway I I decided to splurge and get myself something fun at Best Buy on the way home from work a little while back and uh I took the subway home at 72nd Street across from Dakota. What'd you what'd you buy? I bought myself an Oculus 2. Oh. <laughs> because I am an adult. Like virtual... I'm a fucking adult. Yes. Is that like a virtual reality? Oh, okay. Yeah. My cool. brother my brother and I are really we got really obsessed with golf this year. And um, we can't play in the winter because it's freezing. So he's like, you need to get this because we can play together all winter. So, so do you have like a virtual golf club too? 
you can get a virtual golf club. It can be an attachment. I didn't buy that. He bought that. So he's like, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to see how it is. And if you like it, you know, we'll get you one for Christmas. So homemade. Oh yeah. I never thought I'd be somebody who bought a VR, but you know, really like to golf. So yeah. <laughs> and um, well, cool. we've you also teach me. got the um, announcement of the Mal Evans book. I know. Ken right. Womack. Oh, Ken. And he talked to Jim Morris and siblings. Oh, did he? I saw that. I saw yeah. that on um, his Instagram uh-huh. or something today. Yeah. Yeah. Ken does an Instagram, but yeah. I think well, it, whatever. His podcast Instagram or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Nicole, it is. I think yeah, Nicole yeah. runs that. But yeah. Yeah. We love so. Ken. You're probably right. And you know, it's funny. There's, it's, um, I, tagged him in a post a couple of weeks ago because that Annie live movie was on. Oh, yeah. Saw, yeah. And when we went to that white album symposium at Monmouth university, um, it was took place in daddy Warbucks's mansion from the movie from the eighties. And I was really obsessed with that movie for many years. And so that was one of the first things that Ken told me when we got there and I absolutely freaked the fuck out she went crazy i she went, went crazy like i got i got in the bathtub because there was a scene she in the did. movie where she was washing the dog in the bathtub i loved it um but anyway point of the story is that i was i was, uh, wrote a post about this the other day posted some pictures about that when this was on and i ca- i tagged ken womack on instagram and it's not him and it's another Ken womack. yeah i saw that oh i saw that i yeah, saw the response I but then like, he was LOL. like but I just corresponded with Ken Wilmeck the other day and I'm doing an art commission with him. I'm like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> what a weird, this world is so strange. I don't even I understand that sometimes. I know, crazy small world. <laughs> so, so you saw Mark Lewison, but didn't freak out like this? Um, well, we had fun with Mark Lewison. And we didn't freak out with Mark Lewison. We just hung out with him. Oh. No, I mean, yeah, when I first met Mark years ago, I didn't even... I hate to even say this, but I never realized like that he was important <laughs> when I met him. So it's like I I sat next to Mark at a dinner. This is probably God, I don't know how many years ago now uh, at Beetlefest, and I knew people like were excited he was coming, and I'm not sure that he really wanted to sit next to me because he didn't know me and I didn't know him. So I just started cracking jokes and talking a lot about Benedict Cumberbatch, and it oh, just was right. like. I was so obsessed with with like Sherlock and Benedict Cumberbatch at that point and he's like who's that and I was like oh let me show you and so I whipped out a picture of like Benedict um and he was like he's like oh I think I'm beginning to question my sexuality and uh that was when we became best friends and uh no but uh I no Mark's cool like he's a, he's obviously like you know he um has been very complimentary of us with our podcast and has oh. you know just he's yeah we've hung out with him a few times it's been very fun he's a great guy to like swap stories with mm-hmm. obviously he knows everything so you know that's great yeah oh my gosh you actually you actually saw him in person like we we drank with him we drank oh. with him <laughs> If we're being totally honest, like we, yeah. yeah, we've had like social hour with him. We, yeah, probably more than anything, I would say, Erica is like just socially speaking. And you know, Allison, I still can't yes. believe you studied under Alan Cozen. Oh my God, I love that you say study. It sounds so official. Um, 
I studied under, yes, I was under his tutelage. Um, (laughs) You make, I love it, Hudson. Like, I need you to narrate my life. You make everything sound so fancy. Thank you. I love it. Um, Yeah, no, he was, yeah, he was my professor at NYU. um, And which was, you know, and I recently told this story, I think on Bilotto or something about, uh, or I was talking to those guys about it, um, uh, about, yeah, like when I was, um, taking his class I didn't even know I really didn't know who he was uh but he was my music criticism teacher and I knew he wrote for the New York Times that was it and then he started talking about the Beatles and he started talking about Magic Alex and he's like <laughs> nobody here probably knows who Magic Alex is right that's my Adam Cozum uh, impression and I'm gonna send like, this to him <laughs> he'll laugh I love him he knows this he knows there's a lot of love between us yes, I he, he is fla- like my favorite flatters me yes, yes he he every time he like comments I think he commented on one of my posts on Facebook once and was like I'm proud of you and I was like <laughs> like <laughs> it was really special but anyway he was like he's like nobody knows who that is right and I was like uh hi like I'm Allison <laughs> I know who that is so we obviously became very like you know good beetle buddies and he was very like encouraging in my writing and was really like I learned so much from him and um you know that was such a great class and I often say like NYU was a total waste of time but that class was kind of worth it so yeah I mean you had to I mean with the stuff that he's publishing next year I think I'm very excited about that can't wait yes. to read it oh I'm like I'll be drooling like at it because <laughs> like I was kind of I kind of vacation sometimes where he lives and like, I joke with him that he'll have to sign a copy on the beach for me. Where's he live now? Is he, he's still he's in New York, but he lives in like Maine. Oh no, he lives in Portland. Northwest, doesn't he? No, he's in Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. The oh, other Portland. I, <laughs> the other fucking Portland. Oh my God. I was like, wait, he's on my coast now, right? No. No. Steve's on your coast. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, that's right. I, I knew that. Anyway. Yes. So get, getting to our actual topic well i thought we we're just gonna gossip about these people oh. like the whole time yeah we could keep going <laughs> allison no, do you have any secrets yes. you want to share about anybody oh i got tons of secrets but i wouldn't have many secrets if i told them to everybody yeah. you know so we we try to keep our our closest secrets you know under our our hats as it were yeah. so but no i mean we love everybody. That's pretty much not a secret. Yes. Yeah. You're you're like the you're like the older sisters of the Beatles podcasting world. Like Oh, that's nice. At least you didn't say we were like the mothers. <laughs> <laughs> you keep that's us all that, you keep us We're all not that alive. quite old. <laughs> no, the, the mother father generation is like the that for forum generation yeah and then yeah we're and then there's us who you know we've only been around like three years so yeah not old enough to have the babies yet that that that's long for me like i mean (laughs) three years is a long time to be a podcaster for me that is true that's a that's a much larger percentage of your life than it is of mine but in the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's also fairly long yes well sab t has been around almost 13 years what which one? Something about the Beatles. That's Sabti. That's cute. That's amazing. Uh, no even podcast back then. I don't even. Remember. I know. Well, the know. well original Fab Four, like Fab Four Free for All, and Ken Michaels 
was like 2005, six, seven. Yeah, it's definitely mm. proto podcasting. Yeah. Like they, they did a studio, like they were in a studio, like. Ooh, fancy, like radio folks. Yeah, well, yeah. Erica, you're in a studio right now. What are you talking about? I'm in a studio apartment. It's about 300 square feet. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> So in on the upper west side of Manhattan, come on. It's true. That is true. Yes. Now get back. Now, when did we like first hear about this project? Was this like middle of 2019-ish? Oh, it had to be, probably, right? I think so, because I I remember hearing it kind of in conjunction with the other Giles Martin releases. Like, what are they gonna do with this one when it comes up? So probably either around White Album or Abbey Road, probably White Album. I know it's been in progress since 2016, at least. Yeah, and I don't know how Peter kept his mouth shut that long. Because Peter's a big- too busy working. (laughs) Well, Peter's like a bigger fanboy, like a big fanboy too, like. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like- That's what it's so great about him. Like, I don't know if you saw that World War II thing or Mm. World War I movie that he did. Uh, they shall not grow old that's what it was oh so good it was and so good. It, what it was is that he he got footage of soldiers in world war one and i i guess he he did a lot he used a lot of techniques on it where he changed the film speed so it felt more like it was in real time and he had some i think he had audio footage that he matched up to it so he really made this you know, really old footage, like come to life and he colorized some of it. So it, it felt like these people who were fighting a World War One were really there, like with you in real time. Oh. And I actually saw it in 3D, which was oh, really, like, it was just a wild, wild trip. And <laughs> he, he was, there was like some like documentary or something at the end of the movie where it was like Peter Jackson talking about his process. And he was talking about how like he he's such a nerd about this particular topic that he has a room in his house, which is full of World War One, like uniforms or costumes or whatever and artifacts and swords and all this shit. Right. So like he's the biggest fanboy of all. So, I mean, when I heard he was doing a Beatles project, I was like, if he's this obsessed with the Beatles as he was about World War One, like we're going to get us something special. Yeah, I mean. Like Giles is great, and you guys talk to him, which is so cool. But like, such a nice guy. And, but I don't think he's like the biggest Beatles fan. Like, I mean, oh, he's no, he's he's not. I mean, he's a he's a music guy. You know, yeah. he's I think first and foremost, he loves music, and he loves the Beatles. Obviously, he grew yeah. up around all of this stuff. But I don't, I don't know if he would listen to them in his spare time the way like all of us and I think probably Peter Jackson would say he does too yeah I don't know if Peter Jackson wants to listen to the let it be album anymore but um, maybe I don't know yeah because oh like I am definitely like let it be get backed out I'll be it's a lot. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that 18 hour cut. I'm like, you know, whenever he wants to hit us with that, I'm happy with that. Like, I am very excited for that. And Alex should have two weeks off. Come on, dude. Like <laughs> Peter Jackson hit us. <laughs> you did get to go see that preview. 
I did. Yeah, I did. And it was, it was slightly different. I think I talked about it a little bit on our podcast, but it was a slightly different, it was obviously a shorter cut. It was like an hour and a half long, but, um, and it wasn't quite the same um, as far as like the rooftop sequence. Cause I think at that point, Peter Jackson was still working on it. Yeah. Um, so, but that was very cool to get to see, you know, just a little bit of it on the big screen. That was really exciting. And Julian was there, if I'm correct. Julian and, and Sean and Stella were there. Oh, yeah. Did, did you see them at all? I did. Yeah, I saw um, I saw Sean and Julian come in. I just saw Stella for a second in the audience. Um, but afterwards, I um, I did I did speak to Sean for a hot second because um, I there was a point when I lived in New York City that um, I almost worked for him uh, when he started uh, his record label Camara and I was going to NYU I was you know studying music business and I was like hey like if you need any interns and he was like yeah like definitely so I interviewed with um his business partner and the whole thing and couldn't end up taking the internship sadly because they didn't have a real office yet and NYU was kind of you know strict about that so anyway long story short I decided I was going to just like say hello and I, I knew he wouldn't remember me but I just wanted to congratulate him on the doc and um you know he's super sweet he's such a nice guy I've met Julian before he's also really really nice um but yeah it was it was cool to get to talk to Sean for a sec it was like a total time work did, did, so did you record like 10 it years. did you record, did record? no oh no talking to Sean it was like 30 seconds and it was just me being like hey like you don't remember me <laughs> <laughs> but this happened and then I just you know said like congrats on the doc and you know um I'm like what'd you guys think and he was just like oh I was so teary and I'm like me too dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know so that was literally it very very short but um but yeah it was very cool it was, it was a very like sort of intimate event it wasn't packed you know so, which is great too because of the COVID thing so yeah. it all felt really mm-hmm. safe Side yeah. note, what the hell, NYU? It's Sean Lennon. Yeah. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I remember on. going into my internship <laughs> office and they're like, what's their address? And I'm like, I don't know, it's some apartment in Chelsea. And the internship lady was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you can't do this. I'm like, what? I was so upset. But then That's I got the another worst. internship. Yeah. I know. Whatever. Oh, I can't believe you. Like, you have so many connections, Alex. Like, I'm pretty sure you. I'm there very a- old. I'm very old, Hudson. <laughs> well yeah um no you also (laughs) work for rhino records so that gives you that and you went to nyu for music business that also gave you a lot of connections very yes i'm old in sort of music years i've you know at the risk of sounding scandalous i've been around the block a few times with mostly everybody so yeah um professionally speaking so uh yeah but um, yeah, no, I, I am, I don't know. I, I'm grateful, I guess, to, to know who I know, but it's not like, you know, I don't also don't want to sound like, you know, uh, I'm cool or anything. Cause I'm definitely not. So you are cool, don't make Allison. the mistake. Do not make the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am a nerd. Yeah. We pride ourselves on being 100% not cool. Yeah, we're pretty uncool, but it's okay. Because we are all we're nerds cool. here. Like, yes. yes. I we, see your Harry Potter set behind you. Uh, I see that. I that's my spare set. Like I've got the heart. Oh, I like that. Oh, my I God. like that. Yeah. Even she more. loves that even more. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. You gotta have a spare set. Yeah. Well, 
those were like the sets that I read and the hardcover like first press don't get touched because they were my great grandmother's. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I am a very big nerd, like <laughs> politically, like even political, like I will whip this out. This is my who is that? Is that Joe Biden? Yeah. Joe Biden? Oh <laughs> holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'll pull this out too. This is a little me, but. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wait, is that Clinton? Who the yeah. hell is that? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, <laughs> How did really? You, where did you meet him? He was speaking at Dartmouth. Oh, wow. And wow, that's so cool. I did a little school skipping and went, and it was amazing. Yeah, if you're going to go to school, skip school, like that's a good reason to do it. Yeah, yeah I think like, that's acceptable. Yeah. Now, going back to get back. <laughs> <laughs> so, when we went to, now it opens up, we're in Twickenham. Twickenham just causes so much problems. Like, yeah, there's so much wrong with, with that whole setup. And you can just feel how much they don't want to be there. I mean, it's January. It's probably freezing. They're tired. They're not used to getting up for like 8 a.m. film calls. Like they just hate everything about it. Yeah. um, I mean, and I feel bad for Michael because Michael Lindsay Hogg has been getting so much smack with this talk. Like, I think he just, I think he has good intentions. Like, I honestly do, because he's such a wonderful human being. Well, you know, with, with Michael Lindsay Hogg, I think a big part of it was that he was, he looked like he was just so in over his head because yeah. he's with these creative powerhouses who can do anything they want, but also don't know really what they want to do. Yeah. And all they know is they don't want to do any of the things that, Michael Lindsay Hogg is suggesting and like what was their contract they signed that's all I can think I was saying this in our podcast too like what did Michael Lindsay Hogg think they were going to do yeah but I mean <laughs> yeah Michael looks like he was about 10 during the filming of this so. I know they're all children baby children yeah oh my gosh and Glenn Johns he he's like knockoff Elton <laughs> he looks so good his fashion oh, okay. sense is so Glenn, if I've been looking list- for a fluffy coat since I've seen it and I'm still looking Glenn if you're listening um, please hit me up I know you don't do podcast appearances like ever but you're welcome on the show make an exception for Hudson yes, yes. same with my did. yeah yes. if Mike Lindsay Hall can do it you can do it yeah exactly same with uh, Joe English <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Oh my God. Now that reminds me, I still have that email in my inbox. I never sent it because it was working. I keep intent. I want to invite Michael and Hogg in the podcast, not necessarily for let it be at all though, because when we, we, we discovered, oh my God, we discovered that <laughs> oh, he also no, directed. Save it. Save it. We'll, we'll save talk it. after recording. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're, we have another reason we want to talk to him. We're very excited actually. Very oh, excited gosh. about this. Somebody's so, gonna fucking scoop us though if we let it out. Not you, Hudson, but the spies that are listening that are surely the, listening right now. The spies like us. 
but uh, oh, flies like us. Yes, bazinga. exactly. Oh. <laughs> did you say bazinga? I did. Oh my gosh, Sheldon. Get the fuck, get the fuck out of here, Erica. <laughs> I, if anybody's listening, I need a new co-host. <laughs> you know, my, my dog oh, can, can co-host. Once again, she's snoring so loud that she'll probably end up oh. on this podcast like the last one. Yeah. I love that we could hear her on the podcast last time. I know. So great. <laughs> love her. Well, she's sleeping. So with Twickenham, um, yes. I mean, now I've got to ask you, like with Let It Be, are you, how do you feel about the Twickenham bootlegs? I know some people um, that we may have referenced um, in this podcast beforehand have like an 89 CD bootleg of this recording oh just like the nagra tapes yeah that sounds like a nightmare sorry i know i'm not here for it i just you know bootleg i hear bootleg and my eyes sort of glaze over i don't know i just because i i i don't know they vary so much in quality and it's like sometimes i just wonder if they're worth listening to well yeah i mean the thing is now that we got this thing from peter jackson and we know that he's capable of doing it all i don't want to hear it in a bootleg like no. ever again like it's just it's just terrible noise now so not not a huge fan but love the fact that they found somebody that was able to you know take it and actually make that audio listenable yeah yeah for integrity purposes absolutely that's so mm-hmm. great yeah what would be your favorite moment like in part one part one mm. that's hard it's very long, so I have to kind of replay it in my head to see, see where, where I am. <laughs> I mean, Paul writing Get Back. That might oh be, my gosh, that was like so. Like what could ever compare yeah, to that, really? That's, that's pretty good. You know, I loved it, Linda's first appearance and her taking photographs and seeing her and Paul you know, young and in love and her being involved mm-hmm. and Paul just being like uh, talking to the camera man on the um, on, on the get back te- sessions like, yeah, this is Linda. She's a cameraman, too. And then <laughs> she just starts in and starts taking the pictures. And, yeah. Like that part. Yeah. And um, who, oh, sorry. Like, go ahead, Hudson. Like as somebody who takes pictures, like because I'm a photography nerd, like Linda was just so innovative. Like mm-hmm. as a photographer, I respect her tremendously yeah she really knew how to find the moment and make people comfortable and just be very different from your traditional photographer rock and roll photographer even yeah also i loved how uh another favorite moment is when she and michael Lindsay hogg almost throw hands about who's the bigger beatles fan (laughs) you want to fight about it then (laughs) i really wanted to see her like kick his ass hardcore you know she could have to she could have thrown him hundred percent she would have been like i had a picture of paul on my wall for like two years and then guess what i'm gonna marry his ass this year yeah i got his baby in me now so i got his baby in me so guess who's (laughs) a bigger beatles fan (laughs) (laughs) it's me yeah oh my god (laughs) and i think it was in part one um heather plays a little yoko or was that part two? I think that was back at Savile Row, but it was definitely a standout moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so cute. Like, I wish Heather would just be a little more public. 
once yeah, in a great while. I know. It would have been nice to see her with all of this publicity. I mean, she was such a, a shining moment in Get Back. She's just a happy little kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and her and John talking about, you can't eat cats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, John, with, he may have been an awful father, according to Julian. But John is so good with kids. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I mean, John John was an interesting presence in the whole Get Back movie, you yeah. know, because he was really not into it, whether it was the smack or the mood or whatever was going on with him. Like, he was so out of it and just bored and distracted. And then George left and he really got it together and yeah. he became this totally different personality and he was funny and he was joking around and he and Paul had this great back and forth. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite moments is when they're, like, doing the Russian two of us. Or <laughs> it's absurd. Oh, my gosh. Like, if I'm sorry, but if they did that today, oh. <laughs> well, was... I think it was Scottish, actually. Which oh, yeah. they, they could have, they could still do it. They could probably still do a, a Scottish accent thing. What they couldn't yeah. have done was that the, um, the, the No More Pakistanis. Yeah, that was, back. oh, gosh, that was that made me go like Ugh. i mean props yeah. to peter jackson for you know leaving it in and also for kind of supplementing it with the fact that yeah you know, they were actually making fun of a nationalist like asshole that was current yeah. in their politics and they weren't just they weren't being racist they were no. like trying to make a protest song but it was it was hard to listen to yeah yeah i like how they yeah it was funny how peter jackson made a point of including all the clips probably he could find of them being like no this is actually like we're standing up for the pakistanis in uh the uk but it's still like it, the lyrics standing alone would be just not great it's just very jarring to hear that in it did not hold up yeah at all <laughs> it didn't hold up then i'm sure I'm in agreement with you, like, just some of the stuff they say, but I will say, like, my favorite moment, this may be an over-the-rooftop, is Paul doing another day and get backseat of my car, which are my two. Oh, my God. I was insane. <laughs> I was. Slipped out. I was, like, <laughs> during that, because those are my two favorite McCartney solo songs. Oh my God. I love, I love, you're right. I love both of those, but, and also just like the time warp element of that, which it was the same thing when they were doing, when John and Paul were together doing, give me some truth. Like yeah. you just don't think of those as during the Beatles era. And when you see it during the Beatles era, it's like, Oh my God, like, this is so strange. Yeah. I mean, like, and the thing is like the Beatles, I mean, that and um, Matt, like they the material just didn't work for them like and um matt williamson of pop goes the 60s did a really good explanation of that about the um, all things this past song um and uh it was just this was an emotional journey and i don't know if anybody was prepared for it yeah no I mean, they weren't even going to be writing new material in the very beginning, right? Like, they were no. just going to be performing songs from the White Album. Yeah. They totally took it in a new direction, which, that yeah, was probably a news to Michael Lindsay Hawk. Yeah, and 
I wish I could have just sat there in the corner and listened to it all day. Like one of those Hare Krishna friends of George. Yeah. <laughs> Who's or, that little nun? <laughs> He's very clean. Like the funny, the funniest thing was that that bug in the plant <laughs> during that lunch conversation. I, I mean, Love thank it. God for that that AI technology that actually got us to be able to hear that conversation. Because I know on the Nagra tapes, it sounded like nothing. Just yeah. plates and things. So, I mean, I, Peter Jackson's studio must be very impressive. Yeah. Allison, I feel like it's in his house. I'm sure it's not, but <laughs> it's just like. I think Peter's got like half a, like he's got like one of those goblin like yes yes he is like a an actual hobbit and he lives yeah. like below the ground that's what his house with all the the world war one costumes look like like does, don't hobbits have one foot no they have two feet but they're very hairy Ugh. <laughs> that's what like the, the extent that's all on. i know about this stuff like that's the extent <laughs> of my knowledge i'm hitting a wall and my lord of the rings knowledge but i know they're hairy <laughs> hairy feet so called nerd <laughs> Oh, I'm a giant nerd, but more more on the Harry Potter Doctor Who side than Lord of the Rings. Yes, but. Harry Potter is like my jam. What's your ha- favorite Harry Potter book? I have to ask. Oh, five. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Best like, book ever. I love five. Lord if, of the Phoenix. Not, no, sorry. If not for the controversialness of J.K. Rowling. I know. Which makes me devastated. I would it's horrible doing a Harry Potter podcast. I swear I would be doing one. And, I know. But oh my gosh, I cannot wait for that Return to Hogwarts thing to come out. Yes. I'm what so excited. Should I even ask what that is? What is that? They're doing Should like a Harry explain? Potter rerun. It's 20 years since the movies came out. So there's No, oh. shut up. Really? Well, yeah. 20 years since the first. The last yeah. was 2011. Oh so I don't like that at all. Makes me feel very old. I really hope they do Curse of Child with the original cast eventually, because now they're grownups. I have a feeling it's going to be difficult to get Emma Watson to do the stuff with JKs. That's true. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's so, it's so upsetting. Like, this is a whole, this is a whole side conversation. Allison, I don't know if you know, but like, she's come out as a turf. I know she's a turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, and she will not back down from this hill. Like, I don't understand it. It's so awful. She's like, I'm a Democrat. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter, JK, if you're still an asshole. Yeah, don't be a fucking turf. Yeah. You're a genius when it comes to writing books, but. But Too bad that your turfness cancels all that out. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, somehow you wrote seven books that were a symbol and a, a bright light for outsiders who felt left out to feel included and felt, you know, have this great meaning for them, including people who are trans. And then she says this and it just like skewers oh. an entire community. It's <laughs> so awful. I know. Oh. She just makes me want to I know. My sister-in-law and I like to joke that like the Harry Potter books are, they're now like the Bible. They just came, came out of somewhere. We don't know where it just, they just appeared and they're for our enjoyment. And that's like how we try and separate that. <laughs> no real author. Just 
no actual author like she did say that like harry potter came into her mind fully formed before she wrote a single word so i'm like she was just the pen and the hand yeah she was the conduit (laughs) yeah and now it's here she is rita skeeter i get that i know what that means (laughs) so do you guys have anything else to add about the get back documentary I need to, you know what, guys, I'm going to admit it. I canceled my Disney Plus because, but it doesn't run out, obviously, for another like few weeks. So I have a couple other, you know, a couple other chances to burn it into my brain so I can just rewatch it on memory, but definitely need a couple more rewatches for sure. I'm I'm in agreement. Like I need, yeah, I'm in agreement. What about you, Erica? You know, I, I love it because, and I, I, I know the rooftop concert is the pinnacle of it, but I like the rest of it a bit more because I like the idea that this is very long and I can kind of like be with the Beatles doing their thing. Like just the fly on the wall, seeing their like regular old everyday, like what everyday life was like and what the creative process was like for them. Like I could watch that part forever. And yeah, it's wonderful. What did you think yeah. about Yoko's portrayal, especially I, compared to the original film? I am a Yoko fan. Good. Like, so are we. Yeah, good. Like, I'm Proko. Nice. Proko. <laughs> um, nice. I love it. I don't have anything against Cynthia. I am very neutral, and Yoko was fine throughout the whole thing. Like, we owe, as a world, Yoko a massive apology. We really do. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think a lot of older generations do. Yeah, it's not (laughs) really us. Don't worry. It's it's people who uh, have, I still see them sometimes around Burbank, even in LA, but I still still piss at Yoko bumper stickers. It's what? like that's a thing. Yeah, I dude, I saw one at Trader Joe's like a year ago. I took mm. a photo and I'm like, are we still doing this? Like what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, no. That's over so wrong. It. Over it. <sighs> They owe Yoko an apology. Like some of us uh, don't because we weren't like closed minded, uh, misogynistic, racist uh, a holes. So yeah. just saying. Also, you're neglecting the nuances of the Beatles story. How can you listen? How can you watch this documentary and say anything black and white about any one of these people? I feel like we've learned so much about all of them from watching them for hours yeah. and hours. And certainly that lesson was not Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. Yeah. Um, now, Allison and Erica, where can we find you? And how is the best way to get in touch with you and tell us about your podcast? Oh, well, we are at BC the Beatles everywhere you can find social media, except TikTok. We don't have a TikTok yet, but maybe we will one day. No. Uh, no? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no. The dog Paul McCartney featured. has a TikTok now. He, he talked does? about bagel. He had this. Oh my God. I can't talk about the bagel thing. It's still pissing me off. (laughs) I mentioned it on our last episode and it still makes me angry. (laughs) I can't talk about his bagel shit. I can't do it. I think he made a very good point about a bagel, honestly. No, I mean, you're a vegetarian. Maybe you eat them that way, but it's just, he abuses the poor bagel. He cuts it. And I can't, I can't talk about the cuts. I can't talk about the cuts of the bagel. (laughs) I love my bagels. (sighs) His bagels are just a little thinner than our bagels. That's all, because he cuts out the center and then. I mean, that's why he is like skinny as hell. He cuts them into thirds, like down 
the middle. So there's like three sandwich pieces. And then he's like, well, and you can, and then sometimes you have two bagels so that you can make three sandwiches. Paul is the fucking antichrist. I just, I can't <laughs> with this bagel shit. Like <laughs> I can't deal with it. Um, anyway. what do you have? Sorry, I said I just dropped that on your, I forgot where I was for a minute. I thought I was on my podcast. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Erica's face is like very <laughs> Right now. I love it. We're both gonna get fired off of our own podcast. Who's gonna take over? Nobody you. else to be radio you. silence. Me and welcome to the new host of BC the Beatles. Oh, it's your problem now. <laughs> Me and Erica's dog. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah she's still snoring, so she still wants to talk. Yeah. Oh. And um, who do you have coming up for guests on the show? Well, we're getting ourselves together for the new year. Yes. Cool announcements soon. Um, Right now, we're just focusing on like wrapping it up. Uh, We're going to talk about Paul's new book coming Uh, up shortly. That's next. His gigantic eight pound lyrics stories book. So do you want to know a secret? I don't have it. It's okay. You can get it at Costco. That's what I hear. (laughs) I don't have a Costco. The closest Costco is in Burlington. And there are Barnes and Noble near you. Burlington is the closest. Amazon, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to get the press copy. Um, they were like, nope. <laughs> because I'm a <laughs> I adore you. You're like me. You're like a press copy whore. You're I'm tenacious. Like, I love it. Yes. I, that, was, gonna, that was me. I'll show you my shelf of press copy books. Because <laughs> it's bad. No, good for you. That's how yeah. you should do it. Yeah. I want to see. Oh, I'll, I'll send you guys a picture after. Nice. So um, you can email me at solobeatlespodcast at gmail.com. I do have an announcement. There will be a website for the show. And I think yeah, yeah. the address will be solobeatlespodcast.com. Like, nice. fingers crossed, if somebody else takes that domain, we're going to have a conversation. Uh, Maybe you so want to buy that domain before you publish this episode. Just not, don't jinx yourself. Yeah. Don't jinx yeah. yourself. Get yeah. your domain. More assholes out there, man. Yeah. It's like, true. It's like, very you, sad, but true. You guys did the smart thing in making everything, like all your handles the same. Like you guys were smart about that. With, yeah, when we, they weren't taken. Yeah, it almost didn't happen though. Because remember when Instagram shut us out? Probably because I did something oh wrong. Oh my and then gosh! It was like that six was months crazy. to get on Instagram back. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty bad. That was scary. So anyway, all of you get back. 